Drunk Dish contains adult language that may not be appropriate for all listeners. Listener discretion is advised. right now <laughs> i've got farts in my butt <laughs> and sorrow in my soul oh. well, that's, not true. that's not true hello and welcome to drunk dish where three delicious dishes explore our food history and get pickled in the process this is episode number 17 Woot. thanksgiving yeah i'm melissa i'm amy and i'm kate and that's all of us now that we've introduced ourselves <laughs> Every episode, we like to ask ourselves one food-related question. Kate, what is our question this episode? Okay, so in the spirit of this episode, mm-hmm. um, this is kind of a easy one. Uh, what dish is Thanksgiving not Thanksgiving without? Uh, <laughs> wow, easy for me to say. Uh, meaning, if you don't have what dish at Thanksgiving... <laughs> Like, do you feel like it's you're you're missing something uh, or is it something that like yes you know is the thing? Um, and I did kind of want to pref like sort of say, and you got to take turkey and mashed potatoes off the table unless there's okay. something because those are because those are really staples, obvious yeah. unless there's something super super special about think the turkey or the mashed potatoes sure mm-hmm. yeah but like other stuff and then there is a part B. To this question, oh. part B is favorite type of pie. Okay. Okay. Me first? Yeah. Yeah, you. Canned jellied cranberry sauce. Oh, gosh. So good. It's got to be the fucking canned ocean spray bullshit. Yeah. I don't want fucking chunks. No chunks. And my cranberry sauce, I don't want fancy There's natural. a way to make natural homemade. cranberry sauce without chunks. God damn and it. And it's delicious. <laughs> and natural that's fine. delicious. And I'm sure it's good. It is. But I want... The jellied. fucking ridges from yep. the can, yep. and I want to be able to oh. slice it. Yeah, yep. I hear you. No, I totally hear you. Hey, so I was gross. I was vindicated because we were watching Bon Appetit's making. Just because other people have the same shitty taste as you, does hey. not mean you're vindicated. Hey, <laughs> these are food people. Let me finish. We're food people, not like they are. They like literally make money being food people. We don't make shit being food people. We make fools of ourselves. We make food people. <laughs> we make content that makes no money, <laughs> except for when we make our maple syrup mafia T-shirts. Those are going to sell out like oh, yes. gangbusters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maple syrup um, mafia. Um, so we were watching Bon Appetit making perfect thanksgiving Mm -hmm. and one of the groups was in charge of the turkey and the cranberry sauce because they're like you have to have so i could simplify and say you have to have cranberry sauce you have to have cranberry sauce for thanksgiving which is good probably one of the things that they actually ate at thanksgiving because they had cranberries i'm pretty sure cranberry bogs are in massachusetts we shall see oh fuck anyways don't (laughs) shatter my worldview um (laughs) and they were talking about it and these they're like food people like fancy people are like that ocean spray canned cranberry sauce is amazing mm-hmm. and we love it. Mm-hmm. How can we make, because we can't just serve that for perfect Thanksgiving. How we can, how can we make a cranberry sauce that's like that? Mm-hmm. So, so I don't feel as bad. Like I thought it was a thing where like no one else liked it. But now I know that you, Amy, are in the minority. <laughs> Most people like it. So I don't remember if it was last year or two years ago, but Melissa and I literally sat in my kitchen just eating. Yes. 
a bowl uh, like it was <laughs> nobody had eaten it it was i think i might have forgotten to put Dear it out you did i'm shaking my head <laughs> no 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 let me i'm gonna also preface this by saying <laughs> i had also made real cranberry sauce like i had had a bowl ba- ba- you know a bag mm. of cranberries and some oranges and some sugar and you just boil the shit and it makes cranberry <laughs> have sauce. You ever, boiled have the you shit? ever made it in an instant pot no no, I haven't. Not everybody has money for an instant pot, Amy. Those things are expensive. But also, also. It's true. They I, are expensive, but I have the crock pot version. Yeah. And you guys got me a crock pot version Yeah, Greg year. bought it for mm-hmm. me. I'm doing air quotes for Christmas. It was really for him. Yeah. Yeah. But also, I grew up with my mom's um, cranberry, uh, more like um, salsa almost. And it's just like fully food mill cranberries and oranges ground up. It's delicious. Not about that life. Anyway, but we <laughs> Melissa, just gave me the hand. We <laughs> anyway. anyway, but we sat in my kitchen with like two spoons yeah. and the bowl of cranberry sauce, and we just ate the whole thing because it's delicious. Yeah. And my favorite thing is to take just a, like after Thanksgiving, take just a Tupperware container of cranberry sauce to work, and then just like eat it for lunch. So good. Okay, so, so but I only have it yeah one, once a year. Right. I don't buy it any other time of year. It's like a special thing. She's so <laughs> disappointed. So angry. Yeah, really. I'm still. Amy, shaking you my don't head like things. It's actually shocking to me that you don't like the that you have an opinion on because, this one. Actually, because it's like congealed grossness. But when you can. make camber- cranberry sauce, that's also congealed. You use gelatin to make it. No, no, you no. don't. Oh, every recipe I've seen uses no, gelatin no. to like form a like jelly. Cranberries have their own. Oh, the like fruit pectin. Mm-hmm. But it's still a gelatin. Yeah, it's it still, still gel. ends up that. Yes, but I know like so I'm a very picky eater, as you both know. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, shocked but face. Here's the thing. Shut I, the front door. I actually don't like a lot of like highly processed foods. Because okay. I am untrusting. <laughs> of the origins of those foods and got bugs in them cranberry yes there is a a, a tolerance mm-hmm. there is a, an allowance of of tolerable amounts of bugs mm-hmm. in canned goods they're like i just do not trust what is in that can mm-hmm. sure. i do not know what is in that can i cannot so pronounce the ingredients of what is in that can um, okay okay Kate's fact checking me. I'm, I'm I I'm interested. <laughs> but you get but pizza from I, pizza places. You I, don't know what the fuck they're doing. I haven't since in like since you came to visit me. Minnesota. Gotten pizza from pizza places? Well, uh, like a chain pizza place. But it's still like we every time you come over almost, say for this oh, particular yeah, but that's time. Not a chain. Well, Giovanni's is a chain, but it's not like but like pizza you don't hot. know they're i doubt they're making their own sauce there i doubt it yeah i know so you don't know what's in that sauce but pizza's different <laughs> oh my God. So- just because you like it more doesn't mean that it's they there could be doing no anything in there i just feel like if i want to there- like take something out of a can like this is my issue with cream of mushroom soup oh no too. oh no it yeah. should not stay in the same fucking yeah. form well, it was gelatin in. In the can. If you made Jello in a can, and then it would come out the shape of the but can. But if I want to eat Jello, I'll eat Jello. I don't need to eat. So wait, quote do, unquote cranberry. Do you sauce. make Jello? Yes, but that's Jello. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? 
That is a completely different thing. I am eating Jello with whipped cream on it. <laughs> what does that make a difference? A oh, whipped cream from a can that comes from a factory? No, cream that I have whipped. Oh, really? Do you really do that? Yes. Oh, God. It's fucking try hard. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. So just for the record. Oh, God. Cranberry sauce. Jellied cranberry sauce. That yeah, we are like on the, the ocean of. spray. Yes. Okay. Has no preservatives in it. It is. But it, it could have bugs in it, out. according to her. No, uh, that I can li- like. I can live with the fact. Yeah. That no, I the- get your yeah, weird totally, quirk. Totally. Just yeah. don't push it on to us. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not telling you. You guys have to live by you my rules. You just looked at us disapprovingly that entire time, shaking your head. And you look at disgust. me disapproving. Welcome to my fucking life. <laughs> I don't like Tostino's pizza rolls, but when people eat them, I don't look at them like you're a but monster. But in your mind, but in your mind, you think it. Yeah, but I don't show it on my face. <laughs> <laughs> That's the difference. Uh, I can't help it if I'm honest with my emotions. <laughs> okay, so Amy, what is? The- I did not think this would be. I know. I knew when I said that. I knew. I knew that she was going to be like, "No, that's terrible." I didn't realize she would have this visceral of reaction to it. <laughs> I like it. I don't eat it all the time. I think it's delicious. I don't like for you. fresh cranberry sauce. Usually it's too tart, which I actually yeah, really not, like tart. Yeah, yeah. So that's weird. And most of the time when people make homemade cranberry sauce, there's chunks, chunks in it. Yeah, I don't like if chunks. It didn't I'm not have, about chunky sauce. If it didn't have chunks in it, I would probably eat it, but I've never experienced that. Okay. Okay. So okay. what's your thing? Amy, what's your thing? I'm getting ready to judge you harshly. I hate most Thanksgiving foods. Oh, okay. Yeah, that okay. sounds about right. Yeah. I mean, Except like, the I, cranberry sauce. I can make... Well, no, like, that's... Like, I can make a good homemade cranberry sauce. Yeah. I can make candied carrots. I can make mashed potatoes. I can make meat pie. I can make turkey. Like, I can cook all of the things mm-hmm. that, as a New Englander, are essential. But, like, our last Thanksgiving, what we did instead was we did, like, roaster chickens and baked macaroni and cheese like we had like almost like okay like southern comfort food instead yeah, okay, okay and cornbread like that to me is way yeah. more fucking appetizing than what oh, for sure what we eat for thanksgiving I if i have to have like a traditional and and we'll talk about this a little bit too but like traditional is different when you talk about like what region of the country right it's yeah. different yeah. depending yeah. on yeah. where you like are like in the yeah. south like what i just described would be like having right. cornbread and baked mac and cheese yeah. would be part oh. of a traditional mm-hmm. thanksgiving mm-hmm. can i sidebar a little bit yeah, yeah. So again, going back to that making perfect Thanksgiving, it was actually really interesting because so they split everybody into teams. So it was two people per like dish. They had to mm-hmm. make the perfect quintessential Thanksgiving thing. And the people that got stuffing was really interesting because one of the people, Rick, um, is from Texas, but his family is Mexican. Like he's a first generation mm-hmm. American. So and when cornbread. he was talking about the stuffing they make, it was like this weird, yeah, cornbread, spicy, like stuffing and also he had this like fried rice Mm -hmm. stuffing basically Mm -hmm. so it was like Mm -hmm. super interesting he's like yeah we do stuffing but we don't do and there was like a big argument about what thanksgiving stuffing was like doing it with the cornbread and all this stuff was that thanksgiving stuffing and then the thing they ended up going with was kind of like an amalgamation of traditional bread stuffing and his cornbread stuffing Mm. which i thought was really interesting but that's like points directly to like up here we would be like no stuffing is made with like day old bread or whatever and like this is how you make it and these are the things that go in and get out of here with like those spices and like rice and like all that stuff so i thought yeah that's super interesting way more appealing to me than like new england also i fucking dinner love stuffing but anyways i hate 
Well, not traditional in, Thanksgiving. Not in stuffing. the bird stuffing. No. Yeah, in that's bird, no. in the bird stuffing is gross. It's soggy. It's weird and yep. weird, and also not very safe to eat. Yeah. Yep. Whereas, like Kate makes stuffing that. Yeah, stuffing. I on the fucking side. go crazy for, it. and I know that it's just like mostly Stouffer's out of the box, and then she adds. Oh my god! Stabbed me in the heart. Fancy she stuff. Stabbed me in the heart. No, but it's so good. I couldn't <laughs> just buy Stouffer's out of the box and then make it. It doesn't come out. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> Kate so, is the best cook among us. So, She's really good at like making a convenient stuff. Fancying up stuff. Fancy and better. Yeah. I'll take that. But I don't think I don't know that Amy finished. I Yeah, I, was I interrupted say, I with I my like, sidebar. But I mean that was pretty much So there if, wasn't anything if, like If I have you... to pick like one it would be candied carrots. Okay. Like the oh, like that's one interesting. New England staple cuz I yeah, like mm-hmm. the combination like I like the sweetness mm-hmm. of Mm-hmm. maple syrup yeah i yeah. probably like cooked carrots yeah yeah i'm they're, just not here for mushy. it yeah, yeah i don't i much prefer i'll eat i like cooked carrots if they're like barely yeah cooked That's so they're how, still yeah. like snappy crunchy yeah yeah i don't like snappy vegetables <laughs> i'm fucking weird i know I, except it's oh, if it's fresh. broccoli no if it's broccoli and it's like ro- oven roasted and it's like snappy, then I fucking mm. love it. Yeah, yeah that's but good. like carrots, I don't like snappy carrots yep. or celery. I like, I don't know, gross. Cooked out. celery's gross. Yeah, cooks. I don't like celery at yeah, all. Yeah, very so that's not that, real fair. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but Kate, what's your dish? Um, so I was talking about this with my sister before I came over here because I was like, I knew that this was going to be the question I was going to ask you, and I was trying to sort of remember whether there was anything specific from when we were kids. And um, when we were little and we would go to my dad's parents' house, they made my grandmother, my nunny, made um, this soup called kapaliti. And it was basically just um, chicken broth um, and little sort of meat filled tortellini shaped pastas and celery and mm-hmm. that was that's all this that's all this it, the, the filling of the pasta is just like ground beef and spinach and romano cheese and it's hmm. the best thing on the face of the planet this is like but i have probably not had this this particular dish in 25 years so i could maybe not remember it correctly but in my mind that is and it was always like the the first course for Easter or Thanksgiving. Oh, that's nice. As I remember it. But I don't. Right. I could be totally yeah. remembering it wrong. But other than that, um, yeah, my stuffing is the only thing that uh, sh- that my sister and I kind of both agreed at this point. Like that's like, OK, we have to make sure we have that stuffing. Yeah. Um, and. It's not chauffeurs. Oh, my bad. <laughs> but it is like just, it's like a bag of croutons, Okay, so it is basically. like a, okay, 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 uh, okay. But they're not spiced. And so like, yeah, I just, yeah, put, you know, make it. do or whatever. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't like dry my own bread. Maybe or that's like why that. I couldn't make it because I bought Stouffer's. No, no, no. Because I thought that's what I, it was. So I don't like the flavor of, I don't like rosemary and I don't love sage. I don't like overpowering rosemary. Yeah, and so a lot of stuffing is super rosemary-y and super sagey. Yeah. And I don't, I don't really love either of those flavors. So yeah. I have to kind of do my own thing. Have you ever had bullshit meat stuffing? So the oh, like and French like pork. So I so meat pie is interesting to me that that's something that your family would have because we never had that. But we absolutely 
had cornbread sausage stuffing for years. Mm. Like for years, mm. that was the that was the stuffing. It still has bread in it. Yeah, but it's like cornbread and wild rice mm. and huh. sausage. That sounds amazing. Yeah, yeah. it does sound good. Yeah. I, and I think I would be all over. I that. think I would appreciate it now. But as like a ten year old, you hate. This. You want regular you stuffing. You just want. Yeah. What all of your friends are eating for stuffing and like crispy, crunchy, crispy, crunchy, like stovetop. Although when I was like a kid, whatever. I hated fruit and stuffing and you put apples, oh, yeah. apples and, cranberries and cranberries. And yeah. I, oh, that would sound nice. amazing, too. It's so good. She always makes me like a little <laughs> ceramic dish to take home so that I can make it like yeah. the next day or whatever at home. I just throw it in the oven. It's so good. Nice. Yep. Um, so, good yeah, I, I think that that was I think that's the that's the thing. I have a question Kay. to follow up on your question. Yeah. Did you all do the wishbone when you were kids? Yeah. Yes. The turkey? Yeah. Yeah. The new Into the Dark movie on Hulu uses that as a main plot point. Huh. Oh. Cool. But they didn't dry it out first. We already dry, we you always have dried to dry it, it out. out. Yeah. yeah. Right? You have to. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's a movie. So whatever. They dry, did it like right no. after. And I was like, Mm-mm. that's not going to break, right? No. It's all wet. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like going to be like. <laughs> you got to dry it out. So it's yeah. brittle. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So it snaps. Okay. Yeah. yeah cool, we cool. did. My um my family also used to fight specifically my mom and my aunt used to fight over the um gizzards. Gizzards. Okay. Mm. The inside turkey. Yeah. Yeah. The heart, the liver. So my. All of that. So they'd fight over it, especially the heart. It would be like a thing. Yeah. No, I'm not about that life, but they used to always fight over it. And it was pretty funny. My family, um, my grandmother's gravy was like, we called it guts gravy because that's what it was. It was Mm. like all of the insides. Yeah. Like chopped up small. It's different too if it's chopped up. Still creeps me out. They I would just, literally like fight over the heart and like cook it in a fry pan and just eat the heart. Yeah. Jeez. Like, like just eat it. No. No. <clears throat> Not about that. I had a very interesting cons- consistency. Let mm. me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan. Mm, no thanks. Um, Gross. But yeah. So. Um, cool. All right. So part two. Yes. Part two pie. Mm-hmm, part two pie. I really don't know. So I love pie. Like, I love pie pastry with fruit filling. Mm -hmm. I fucking love it. It's so good. Even Greg and I just recently started making meat pies, which I never thought I would be into. And I'm I'm very into those, too. I just love pie. I think because I just love pastry. So I don't really know what my favorite pie was. I make an outstanding pumpkin pie. Mm, That's like the best pumpkin pie I've ever had. It's also like 75 steps. Isn't oh, my it? God. Like it's it's, yeah. it's a fucking. Yeah. The first time I made that particular recipe, I was like, I kind of hope this isn't better. Yeah. Than what I normally make, because it's going to suck if it is because I have to do this bullshit every time. Yeah. And then it ended up being like the first bite Greg and I took. We were just both like, oh, my God. Oh, man. This is so fucking good. Um, but I and I really love strawberry rhubarb Ooh, pie, which ooh, I don't okay. really ever get to eat because no. Greg doesn't like rhubarb. Okay, because he doesn't like tart at all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And he's not a huge pie guy either. So like, I'm not gonna buy an entire pie just for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But we used to make strawberry rhubarb a lot when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, it's um, a good one. And I just really, really love it. But I also really love apple pie. I'm not as big into other fruit pies like blueberry pie, cherry pie. Like I'll eat it. Like if you put a piece of pie in front of me, I'll eat it. But mm-hmm. um, and I've never actually had like a pecan pie. OK. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't really like like lemon meringue because I don't really like meringue. OK. But I'd eat like just a lemon pie with like whipped cream on it. Um, So I guess like apple, it would probably be between, I don't know, apple, strawberry rhubarb or pumpkin. 
Okay. I don't know. Those are good choices. Yeah. yeah. I can't really pick. I like pies that aren't like berry pies. I thought you were just going to say, I, I like pies. pies. <laughs> Which would should have been like, my response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I, so like for me, it's all about consistency. Okay. Mm. Yep. So I want a pie, like for me, blueberry pies or cherry pies, like they get really watery and soggy on the bottom. Okay. And then the fruit doesn't like, it still has like, because it's berries, it has like the skin around. Sure. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's got more resistance to the teeth. It sounds like so. I mean, weird. the wet thing and the soggy bottom thing can definitely be prevented. It can be if it's made correctly, right? But yeah. I don't have the patience to make those oh, pies. Oh, for though. sure. Yeah. Why would you? And the only, the only pies I've ever eaten of those kinds have been very soggy on the bottom, and then it's very like it's like eating a, just a mouthful of like blueberries. Like they don't like Aren't it's you not, not a blue. Isn't there something with you? You don't like cooked blueberries or something? No, I mean, I'm not a big fan of blueberries. I'm not a big fan of berries to begin with because I'm going to sound like an ole, but the skins and the seeds like really bother me. I don't like a lot of seeds at all. Yeah. So like strawberries like bug me because of even though they're teeny tiny seeds Mm -hmm. with the amount of seeds, like it just the text, like I'm very textural Mm -hmm. with food Mm -hmm. or like something like apple pie. Mm hmm. Um, like if, you know, the fruits cut up like at the right amount, like it can, it's like, like butter, like it's like so smooth mm-hmm. to bite into mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. or like a pumpkin pie or a meringue pie. So like a custard pie or, would probably be. Yeah. Yeah. Like those are like, those are generally my favorites just cause I can count on the consistency yeah. being nice, exactly yeah. what I want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, my favorite pie, which is not a Thanksgiving pie at all is key lime pie just Ooh. cause I fucking love lime. I like mean, I key lime pie, flavor. I didn't even mention it. Key lime pie is fucking amazing. Yeah. I know Kate's husband fucking loves key lime yeah, pie. It's his absolute favorite. Yeah, no, it's very good. So I guess that's what I was trying to think of when I was like, oh, well, I, I don't like lemon meringue pie, but I would eat just like a lemon pie. Yeah. What I was thinking of was a key, key lime, lime pie. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, yeah. for sure. So good. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. So How about good. you, Kate? Um, I think think that the short answer is apple like mm. period like mm. apple pie but um so i like my apple pie first of all get out of here with any of that canned fruit shit who's yes. doing that like everybody does it look it's so easy canned, canned pumpkin that. puree is fine yes, if that's it's fine. pure pumpkin because but it's no, literally the yeah, same as pumpkin. cooking right. pumpkin right but no pumpkin pie spiced no. pumpkin. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. And like, I don't want like gooey cherry no pie. Like, no. I get it. I get that cherries are hot, like the yeah. Like then don't make them. a cherry pie. Buy frozen. Buy frozen, frozen cherries way, yeah. and then do your shit to it. So like, usually when I make an apple pie, I mix my apples. Mm-hmm. So you when you do that, the consistency of the apples is different. So like we have a an apple pie to mm-hmm. have some snacks with um and some of the apples like the Cortlands, will be like butter like yeah, 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 be yeah, super, yeah. but then there's also like honey crisps in there and mm. those are firmer and so those but are they gonna, add more flavor they do like, to me, right like the texture fine yeah yeah, yeah. i like, usually do like one type i'll do like macintosh but then i'll throw in like two granny, granny smith. smith yep for the yeah tartness. i didn't have any granny smith so. yeah um, but there's a there's a little mix in there. But yeah. Yeah. So short answer, apple. Um, but I. Melissa's pumpkin pie is just ridiculously good. It's, it's really good. Really, really delicious. It's not all pumpkin. Mm-hmm. 
Is it sweet? Is it? It has squash yam in it. Yeah. Okay. Which is sweet potato. I don't know why we don't just call it sweet potato. They're the same thing. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it has it has a can of like candied yams in it, and you mm. cook it with the pumpkin. Yeah. And then you make the custard. Okay. It's wild. I don't know why it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It's so good. And it's so silky. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway, so, <laughs> and also, and also uh, key lime. And I got to say that key lime pie that, that Dan loves is like. Uh, what it, it like Mrs. Edwards or whatever? The like store-bought well, that one? store-bought one Because that one's really good it is for really being good. store-bought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fine. Like, it's the only store-bought that I'm like, yeah. This is not bad I am at all. ready for this. Yeah, totally. Like, and but like the one that I make is super. It's like the easiest, oh, okay. the yeah, easiest yeah, yeah. thing on the face of the planet, and he like it's really good. So, um, pie. I guess we're all in in on team pie. Yeah, good to know. None of us said meat pies. Well, Melissa kind of said she's here for me. Well, because in now, America but. we don't really do meat pie. Yeah, yeah. That's, my my yeah. mother like cooks usually two or three meat pies. Everything's good. and is it like m- m- mince meat? Like, so that's I don't the know. issue I have. Yeah, is when it's like. Meat ground and- hamburger or something like I'm not about that. Yeah, she will make a ground hamburger one, yeah. and then I don't know what the other. Because one of my ex boyfriends, his family was French Canadian, and they would make like a ground. They were the ones that also made the meat stuffing. It was like a ground pork right stuffing. So like I was over there and I got super excited for stuffing, and then they gave me this like ground pork thing, and I was just uh. like, I don't want this. What is this? Uh-huh. And then the same thing, they did like a ground pork pie, and I was like. There's it's just ground meat in right. there between pastry like yeah no yeah, that there's is no one of the pies yeah but they're like a huge hit with my French Canadian yeah yeah, yeah. family I, mean, I don't I don't get it thing. I've never been a fan but I, I mean to be fair what she served was like not flavorful at all yeah. like it probably like definitely could have been improved mm-hmm. um it was just like dry and mm. that didn't taste like anything does quiche count as pie I don't know. I don't know if that's pie or tart. Yeah, I always considered it a tart, but I don't know. I don't know what the official but classification is. But I think quiche, is. I mean, it, it really, if you have like a pastry bottom, I feel like it's yeah. a pie. Yeah. So a tart is a pie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But Good I don't too. know. All right. I've never made a quiche. Oh. Yeah. I love quiche. Yeah. Are, not something... are, are you an egg person? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like eggs. All right. Maybe we'll. Huh. Yeah. All right. Let's get there. All right. All right. <laughs> Melissa, what are we drinking? So. We're drinking something else that I kind of invented again. Woohoo. Um, it's called Barnstormer's Cider. And oh. that's because it uses Tamworth Distillery's Barnstormer's Punch, which is a type of apple brandy. Mm. Okay. Um, with spices in it. And this um, utilizes hard cider. So that's really what we're going to be talking about. Okay. Um, but it's bar- Barnstormer's a Cider. So it's like a sangria. So it's a cup of thinly sliced green, yellow, and red apples. Or if you're like me, you just do one of each fruit. <laughs> uh, one navel orange, thinly sliced. Uh, apple juice, fresh lemon juice, the Barnstormer's Punch Brandy, and um, hard cider of your choice. And then ice. Um, and you just combine all the previous stuff, like all the fruit and juice and everything in a pitcher and let it just kind of sit. And then when you're ready to serve, you pour it and then like top it with hard cider. So you get that like bubbly or Yummy. you can pour the hard cider in the pitcher and just kind of do it that way. Um, but yeah, like I said, we're going to go over like kind of the history of cider. We're not going to be talking a ton just to get that out there right now. A ton about Johnny Appleseed, because I'm sure at some point we'll probably do like a whole episode that includes yes. him. So my history doesn't really have much about Johnny Appleseed in it. Cool. Um, just to kind of avoid that, like doubling up. Mm-hmm. 
But uh, anyway, so we're going to take a quick break so I can mix up those drinks and we'll be right back. I am so glad we invited the Chippewas to join us for this holiday meal. Remember, these savages are our guests. We must not be surprised at any of their strange customs. After all, they have not had our advantages, such as fine schools, libraries full of books, shampoo. <laughs> How? I am Pocahontas, a Chippewa maiden. Indian. Enough said. <laughs> and I am Running Bear, betrothed to Pocahontas. In the play. Twenty grand for summer camp. He's Mr. Woo Woo. We have brought a special gift for this holiday feast. I am a turkey. Kill me. What a thoughtful gift. Why, you are as civilized as we. Except we wear shoes and have last names. Welcome to our table, our new primitive friends. Thank you, Sarah Miller. You're the most beautiful person I've ever seen. Your hair is the color of the sun. Your skin is like fresh milk. And everyone loves you. Stop! Sit. Wait. What? We cannot break bread with you. Huh? Becky, what's going on? Wednesday! You have taken the land which is rightfully ours. Years from now, my people will be forced to live in mobile homes, on reservations. Your people will wear cardigans and drink highballs. We will sell our bracelets by the roadsides. You will play golf and enjoy hot hors d'oeuvres. My people will have pain and degradation. Your people will have stick shifts. The gods of my tribe have spoken. They have said, do not trust the pilgrims. Especially Sarah Miller. Gary, she's changing the words. And for all these reasons, I've decided to scalp you and burn your village to the ground. All right, we're back. And I brought hey. these drinks. Um, we're using uh, North Country Hard Cider, which is from New Hampshire. Uh, or, original press, no additives, no preservatives. This is pure, unfiltered hard cider made from apples and nothing else. Oh, yeah. You guys didn't have to. Oh, we got a cheers. Is yeah. that yeah. what you were waiting for? I was like, just take a drink. <laughs> ah, clink. Cheers. Ah, clink. Cheers. All right. That was, that was rough. Yes, please. <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's that good. is really good. Really that's good. real good. Holy shit. I should have sent this to my friend to make for her party thing. It's not really a Halloween drink. Why is that so loud? Oh, my God. It's it's a fall drink, though. Oh, my God. That's so good. It's really good. It's real festive. It's very festive. And it has a fair amount of alcohol in it because it has the brandy in it and the cider. So pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty good. So we're going to talk about the history of cider a little bit. Woot. Um. Not too much. I mean, there's way more I could go into. So I got this. I got this stuff from a bunch of sources. So I'm not going to say them here. Um, we can always post them to the blog. Yep. Um, so before we start, just for clarification, Americans call alcoholic cider hard cider. But in other countries, basically all cider is hard cider. Oh, what? so America is really the only place where unfiltered apple juice it's is cider. cider. And then when we ferment it, it's hard cider. If you go to like the UK or whatever and you 
is that door open? What is happening? Um, and you order cider, mm-hmm. you're going to get Apple alcoholic. Juice. Oh, no, you're like other countries. You're going right. to get alcoholic. Oh, good to know. Yeah. Which is just interesting in case we have any people that are listening from overseas. When we say hard cider, that's because regular cider is like a fermented or not a fermented, a unfiltered apple juice. Often we'll add stuff like cinnamon and other warm spices Mm -hmm. and make like warm cider with it. And then we might add alcohol to that. But regular cider doesn't have uh, alcohol in it. Good to know. Which is why we call hard cider hard cider because it's fermented and Mm -hmm. has booze in it. So. Now that that's done, um, no one really knows what the pilgrims uh, drank at the first Thanksgiving. I think, I don't know if we're going to be able to hear this on the podcast, but there are fucking sirens everywhere. I think some shit is going down. Something's happening if all that's left of us is this recording. (laughs) It's never going to get posted. (laughs) We love our fan. (laughs) Yeah, we love our one fan. Uh, it's my husband, even though he doesn't, he says he doesn't listen to the podcast. He's the one person that actually does. Yeah. All right. We're good. All right. Um, so yeah, so we don't really know what they actually had at Thanksgiving back in 1621, but all evidence points to the fact that the pilgrims toasted, um, that first harvest in America with mugs of hard apple cider. Now, I have a really funny quote. I actually put it in all caps. Hilarious quote um, from one of the articles I was reading about the first Thanksgiving and not knowing exactly what they did. Because it says, quote, no known televised documentaries have survived to date and little written documentation chronicling the meal exists. Uh, uh, So funny. What? You're so funny. Dumb, dumb. (laughs) Yeah, uh, it's not that no tele- known televised documentaries have survived. It's that they don't exist because there was, there no, was no television. TV. So that was that. Unless you believe that aliens came. It's fucking wild <laughs> that they wrote this. I think it's Were just they like trying they, to be a jokey joke. No, I think that it was just like miswording what they meant to say. Like there wasn't any documentary. So like we don't know. That's why it's very important to take English and humanities are very important. <laughs> okay. People. People. I would say that. People. PSA. People. 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 Very. I've been getting really mad lately. I have a very important a message <laughs> for our fan. Let's take English. Humanities. And, hu- and humanities. <laughs> God damn I'm not it. disagreeing. No. I, I agree. Just, I'm just real mad right now. Angry. I'm angry. Animals get mad. People get angry. What? <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> yeah. I'm just frustrated because there's a lot of with the, all the political stuff about student loan forgiveness and mm. there's a bunch of people being like, oh, those people shouldn't have uh, majored in English. They should have majored in like something useful like business administration. Yeah. Something you don't know how to talk good. Right. Or write nice. Exactly. <laughs> or not send an email with emojis in it. Right. I, I, I take English to talk send, good and write nice. <laughs> I, I send emails every now and then with an emoticon or two. Um, most of the emails I send to my students have yeah, an emoticon. To your like students, you that's in, different. No, like if I'm talking. That's because they're stressed. If I'm talking to like a troop leader or something and I've just booked Again. them for an event, at the end I'll do smiley face and then it turns it into an emoji. And yep. then I send that shit along saying, 
like have a great day look i put a little smiley face in yeah. there for you because i appreciate you right who's breathing really heavy it's probably me, or emojis me. Make me it's zoom and you <laughs> I've been drinking a lot. <laughs> we've this is the second episode we've recorded tonight, and it's my birthday. In case we didn't mention it already, it's um, my birthday. Not your birthday. No, it's, it's my birthday. birthday. <laughs> I'm not the type of person that ever does this, but this year I decided, fuck it, I'm going with it. People celebrate their birthday all week. I'm going to celebrate it as much as possible in one day. Well, and it's That's cool because it'll be like in perpetuity <laughs> yeah this will birthday. be the entire month of november <laughs> well it'll be forever anytime anybody yep. wants to listen to either of these episodes. um but so we've been drinking a bit more than normal a and bit. and this this apple drink it's apple delicious. cider drink is really good it's so really yummy yeah, i'm definitely going to be grabbing the rest of the picture pitcher and and <laughs> and serving some more Anyways, okay, so yeah, no known televised documentaries have survived to date, just in case you're wondering. <laughs> that was my first burning question. Why didn't we see these people on TV? Where were all those film crews yeah. in 1621? You'd think they would have televised this. Yeah. It's a big occasion. <laughs> all right, so now we're going to go into um, actual cider making. And um, I did all this research in one day. <laughs> Um, but really one like hour, so it might be a little disjointed. We'll see. Anyway, so, uh, basically like it's one of the oldest alcoholic beverages to exist. Um, we talked about punch and stuff a little bit earlier. It's kind of similar, but it's, um, one of the earliest things that we fermented as a people, like humans, not Americans. Like. Is that a mistake or is that on purpose? I feel like the first time is probably a mistake. And then we're and like, then this went, has been here for a really long this time. Got we me should drink it. Up. Let's drink it, dog. Let's make it again. There's been bros all throughout history. <laughs> you know, some fucking bros were like, drink it, drink it, yeah. drink it. And then they did. And then they got fucked up and they were like, this stuff's great. I think it was they were just watching the mooses that were eating all of the the, all the, the fermented. Meese? Well, op- I don't know apples. that there were mooses in um, uh, with Greeks and Romans in 55 no. BC, which is what we're talking uh, about northern, right now. Northern North America is the only place with where moose. mooses are. And this is something really interesting about moose. <laughs> moose sidebar. <laughs> We've been doing a really bad job at calling out our sidebars, yeah. I just want to say. Yeah. Okay, moose sidebar. It's our gimmick. We're so of in the early 1900s, when all of a sudden, like, all of the big games started dis- disappearing across North America, and mm-hmm. we realized, like, shit, we're going to make the bison extinct. Yeah. The moose were the big game of New England and Canada. Like, oh, yeah. I never thought about it yeah, in that yeah, context. Yeah, because no, yeah, we, we didn't have bison. Yeah, so yeah. the so they were our big game, and we were, and trophy hunters were hunting them to extinction, extinction as well during this time. So they that in the early 1900s to 1920s, that's when they passed a bunch of legislation to outlaw certain kinds of hunting. Dances with moose. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me think of dances with wolves when they kill all the bison, but they yeah. just take their fur. So the I saw only, that when I was a kid and I got really upset and just started bawling. The only it's bison. It's like dead bison everywhere. The only bison that exists today were bison that were actually taken into captivity in and the Brooklyn Zoo and bred and then re-released in Oklahoma. I had no idea. I learned all of this. And now we eat them. Thanks to public radio. <laughs> Support your local public radio, ladies and gentlemen. When New, <laughs> when New Hampshire NPR comes on and gives you that phone number with all the fucking eights in it, uh, you give it a call. Or you just go online. It's like, eight, and then eight, you eight, don't have to eight, listen. Eight, eight, eight. 
eight eight. Yeah, you just go online so and then you get the eight. the uh the ad free. Not that they have ads, but the <laughs> they're called is. commercials. <laughs> the sponsorship request free stream oh, of public who's radio. Listening to a stream. Oh, I guess. All right. Anyways, we're moving on. <laughs> moose sidebar. Moose, side, moose slash New Hampshire NPR sidebar over. So the Greeks and the Romans. <laughs> those fuckers. Mastered in between having sex with children. Um, <laughs> what? Right? Didn't, wasn't pedophile rampant within, like, with the Greeks and Romans? They had sex with a lot of young boys. I don't know what they qualified as young. Well, so sure. Okay. And then also, like. People died when they were, like, 20. So I guess. middle age. Yeah. Right. Okay. Good point. So they just had sex with a lot of men, which, honestly, great time Go for everybody. For yeah. <laughs> they found that cider was already being enjoyed by the locals there. So this is, where are we? England. When they invaded <laughs> England. I skipped that part. When the Romans invaded England around 55 BC, they found that cider was already being enjoyed by the locals there. By that time, apple trees had long ago migrated from forests around Kazakh. Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan, yep. and we're well established across Kazakh- Kazakhstan. Kazakhstan, yep. thank you. Uh-huh. And we're well established across Europe and Asia. It was in southern England, France, and Spain that the technique of fermenting and later distilling the fruit was perfected. Apple sidebar. I, or go ahead. Are you doing? I, <laughs> go, you go. The, I hit the moose sidebar. You the idea <laughs> of the apple trees migrating makes me laugh. Like so at, like, are you picturing apple tree trees? beard? I am picturing I am picturing <laughs> the march you're, of the ants. Yeah, I was gonna say you're uh, picturing apple ants. Yes, <laughs> yeah, migrating to better climate. <laughs> it's amazing. That's okay, great. so now we're gonna take what a- was yours. <laughs> apple side. Oh, <laughs> it's that cake. all modern apple trees in North America are actually Don't- two different apple. Tr- is that it's a, I'm talk- about to talk to about the DNA of apples. I'm a goddamn know-it-all, Melissa. You give me a microphone. Oh my god, are you a Virgo? <laughs> you give me a microphone and then tell me not to talk. <laughs> Go ahead, say what you're going to say. Maybe I'll cover it. I don't know. All modern apple trees in North America are actually two different varieties of apple tree grafted together. Yeah. Cool. All right. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to take a quick field trip to talk about why apples are so fucking weird. The DNA of apples is more complex than ours. A recent sequencing of the Golden Delicious genome uncovered 57,000 genes, more than twice as many as the 20,000 to 25,000 that humans possess. Our own genetic diversity ensures that our children will all somewhat be unique, never an exact copy of their parents, but bearing some resemblance to the rest of the family. Apples display extreme heterozygosity, meaning that they produce offspring that look nothing like their parents. Plant an apple seed, wait a few decades, and you'll get a tree bearing fruit that looks and tastes entirely different from its parent. In fact, the fruit from one seedling will be, genetically speaking, unlike any other apple ever grown at any time anywhere in the world. Fun fact. Wow, that's neat. Yes. Yep. Because the oldest orchards were seedling orchards, meaning that every tree was started from seed, resulting in a mishmash of novel and never-before-seen apples, early cider would have been made from a blend of all the fruit in the orchard, not sweet enough to eat. The only way to reproduce a popular apple cultivar was to draft it onto the rootstock of another tree, a technique that had been used on and off since 50 B.C., 
Apple farmers started making clones through grafting, and those popular varieties eventually required names. In the late 1500s, there were at least 65 named apples in Normandy. For centuries, many of the best apples for our cider making have come from this region, all chosen for their productivity as well as their balance of acidity, tannin, aromatics, and sweetness. Cool. So yeah, grafting. That's yep. how we get apple types. Do you do you talk about <clears throat> do you talk about uh, apple trees dying? No. So in North America, right now, there's this weird thing where where the graft is occurring, like between the root and the trunk of the tree they're like rotting and scientists and uh apple farmers i don't know what the right term is or whatever but they don't know they don't know <laughs> what Melissa? i'm just trying to make a good show where people can actually fucking hear all the brilliant things you have to say amy god fucking sue me so y'all want to know i just pointed to the mic to say hey amy maybe move a little bit closer so people can actually hear your genius and then she fucking was a bitch about it i did and you gave me a face so i thought i misunderstood what <laughs> yeah, you that's just my face i just went <laughs> and then she moved forward and was like what i love you melissa and i appreciate all you i feel do like this us. podcast is gonna ruin our friendship <laughs> No, guys, I'm not actually oh, mad. Okay. We're best friends. It's fine. It's great. Yes. I love you. Yeah. Um, I love you too. So anyways, all these apple trees are dying because like the spot where the roots are grafted to the actual tree is like rotting and they don't know why. Huh. So it's like, this is something that like you said, it's been, I didn't know I'd been done that for that long. Since, yeah. What, 50 BC? 50 BC. Yeah. That's, that's like since the beginning really of time. time. Yeah. 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 And I didn't realize I'd been done that long, but all of a sudden it's like not working oh, It's anymore. like the banana plight blight. What? Yeah, bananas are dying because bananas are technically a clone of each other. Right. So every banana is exactly the same. So when a blight starts in one orchard, it basically just travels oh. um, through all the bananas and they're all starting to die. It's an argument against cloning. I mean, but then we wouldn't have ban- bananas. That's how they <laughs> That's how they grow. They're Can all... you, during the intermission music, play <laughs> bananas and pajamas? Bananas. In pajamas are going down the stairs. <laughs> That's the only part of the song I know. Bananas in pajamas are coming down in pairs. Oh, in pairs. That's right. Yeah. That's it. And they're little pajamas. Yeah. Yep. Anyways. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> okay. I don't know. Um, I don't have very much. I thought I had way more. I feel like maybe I didn't save <laughs> everything I had. So anyways, America's love affair with hard cider stretches back to the first English settlers. Uh, while apple trees had little trouble taking to the New England soil, it was trickier to cultivate the barley and other grains required for the production of beer. So cider became the beverage of choice on the early American dinner table. Even the children drank ciderkin, a weaker alcoholic drink made from soaking apple pumice in water. So they gave their kids booze. Yeah. Well, back then, water water wasn't drinkable. Right. It, was, it could kill you. So Yeah. Uh, carried all, which I thought I had in here, <coughs> but I, I, I was laughing at how heavily I was breathing. <laughs> you were breathing. I had to, did you see me reach down to the mixer and turn you down? <laughs> I wasn't even looking and I was just like, all right, so I'm going to keep talking. <laughs> and I'm going to get this fucking mouth breather off of here. Jesus Christ. 
Guys, That's we're why a mess. I backed away from the microphone initially because uh, I'm breathing very heavily. Yeah, right now. yeah. Turn your head. Yeah, I turn away from the mic to breathe. It's like chocolate rain. <laughs> chocolate rain. <coughs> All right. Uh, cider's popularity began to wane in the early 1900s. Huge numbers of German and Eastern European immigrants brought with them a penchant for beer over cider. Plus, the soil in the Midwest was more barley friendly, so beer production was easier than it had been. The advent of mechanical refrigeration also improved the quality of beer year round. While all this beer swilling did have an adverse effect on the cider industry, it did little compared to the devastating blow of prohibition, which I feel like should be like a word that every time we say it in this podcast, like an alarm goes off. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, <laughs> like we have to like drink or something because we talk about prohibition so fucking much. Yes. Um, while some breweries survived these dark times by producing a range of goods from sodas to refrigerated cabinets. To refrigerator <laughs> cider orchards had less flexibility in addition to outlaw- outlawing alcoholic cider the volstead act limited production of sweet cider to 200 gallons a year per, per orchard what why i don't know i don't know maybe because they assumed and i didn't that have time to research it. counterfeit like actual alcoholic so like was all juice like limited I, yeah i guess so so like oh you That's could ferment wild. this yeah, you can ferment. Fer- fer- <laughs> that was so perfect. <laughs> you can ferment anything, basically. Yep. Okay. Woo. Um, prohibitionists burned countless fields of trees to the ground, and surviving orchards began cultivating sweeter, aka non-cider apples, out of necessity. So that's what happens when you withhold the right to vote for women. We burn shit to the ground. We start prohibition. We fuck shit up. We fuck your life. Yeah, we do. Yeah, that's true. Um, Americans' love for cider never really returned after the repeal of prohibition. While breweries could go back into production almost immediately with imported grains and barley fields could yield their crops within a year, it would take decades to convert the orchards and the demand back from snacking and cooking apples to cider-making ones. But almost 100 years later, American cider is once again on the rise. As globalization brings cheap apples to grocery stores from halfway around the world, many American orchardists have turned to cider to keep their farms profitable. More and more cider makers are showing up every year, honing their craft and helping us rediscover this delicious lost American beverage. Oh. The end. A plus. What I learned. Oh, thank you, Professor Amy. (laughs) What? I love cider. It's really good. Yeah, it, it's real good. Gives me a tummy ache, which I already had from the it's Chinese so sweet. sweet or, I think so. Yeah, and I like this cider. This um, North Country hard cider. Greg had got this for me before. Like he just got it randomly, and he's like, "I know you don't really like cider, but I got you this um, because most hard cider's too sweet. Yeah, mm-hmm. they put so much sugar in it. Um, but this one's really dry." Um, really and delicious, delicious. Yeah. but it still gives me and kind of still hurts my tum tums. The so. one we had last time that I got that was this brand, it was the jalapeno cider. <laughs> Keep talking. Oh. I thought I was gonna sneeze. Okay, it's fine. It was a jalapeno cider, so I don't it like that. had like a bite. Yeah. yeah, I think you tried it. I did. She 
Because you brought it. And yeah, I brought it. And we tried it before we recorded. I thought, yeah. I think you tried a sip. I, yeah. It was pretty good. It wasn't spicy at all. Yeah. But it had a like nice, a, like an aftertaste. A little that, bit like, of a little tingle on the yeah. back. Yeah. But I like that. Like if I don't think it's spicy, then it's not spicy mm-hmm. at yeah. all. Mm-hmm. It was good. So. Yeah. So anyways, Amy. Yes. Now you got to turn your, your hard breathing into talking <laughs> to filling our heads with knowledge. Yep. Filling our Put heads. Put all that hot air to good use. Hearts. Oh. <laughs> So I want to talk about the real Thanksgiving. What do you mean, Amy? Let me tell you. <laughs> we both have really good 1940s I was going to say, those are a little... I feel like they're not good, though. Like, <laughs> I feel like they're good when we do them, and then I listen, and I'm like, this is bad. But they're good right now in the moment. Oh, when for we're sure. Both when we're drinking. drunk. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So the myth. We all know what the myth of the first Thanksgiving is, right? 1621... <laughs> Yeah, keep going. (laughs) The pilgrims and the Native Americans joined together. The pilgrims had, uh, had flown flown over. Well, you know, that's like, what was that about winning the the Civil War? I bet that was missing from your television documentaries of the day. (laughs) Not being able to make, like, make a new airport during the Civil War was, yeah, they attacked the airport. Yeah. Was it JFK or? Something I don't, I don't know. He said something about an airport during the Civil yeah. War. Oh. So, um, you know, the Pilgrims had had taken uh some boats over after yeah. they tried to overthrow the fucking uh government of England. Religious freedom, right? They were religious zealots. They were kicked out of England. Yeah, told to go find a new home. We don't because want you you're here. the worst and we hate you. You're the worst. We hate and you. And they were the worst. Yep. And then they landed here. Yay. And they spun that as a pursuit for religious freedom. Yeah. Quite the yarn. Revisionist history is yep. great. It's great. So they landed here. They didn't know what the fuck they were doing. Okay. Over half of them died the first winter. Luckily, they stumbled. Roanoke. Roanoke. That's a different. <laughs> Shut up. Okay. <laughs> Different it was Puritans, group of but it was Puritans, wasn't it? No, they weren't Puritans. No. Oh, all right. Well, yeah. we're all wrong sometimes. Yep. <laughs> Some more than others. They were just English settlers. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I think one of us was right about the superior peanut butter. <laughs> That's all they have. Okay. <laughs> one of us does not have a master's degree. All right. Uh, uh. <laughs> okay. So. They landed here. Over half of them died. They relied very heavily on uh, Native American help to survive. Over half of them died that first winter. And then after a long summer of planting crops and and learning from the indigenous peoples of the land, um, including Squanto. Mm. Have you guys heard about Squanto? Squanto, yes. (laughs) I have heard about Squanto. Yeah. Uh, You know, he taught taught the uh, settlers how how to use fish as fertilizer crops remember that there's like a nice cartoon <laughs> amy jesus christ you gotta get through this i'm trying damn it. okay so they harvest their crops and then they all join together in a peaceful wonderful celebration yeah, yeah. right all giving, bullshit giving thanks for the knowledge that yeah, has right. been imparted. And the yeah. unity. Yeah. Unity. Get, getting together. All bullshit. Yeah. Most of it's bullshit. Bunch of fucking bullshit. So, yeah. I mean, they did teach them some stuff. Like, right. the did, indigenous people. Did you guys like, ever wonder 
how Squanto was able to communicate with English settlers. Colonizers, I should say. <laughs> Colonizers. That's the word um, of the hour. Was he kidnapped and forced to go to an English school? Yes. Oh, my God. I didn't he know that. He was kidnapped. I just guessed. <laughs> decades earlier, forced into slavery. And then they said, you know what? We're really tired of this dude. Let's bring him back. Oh, so he was like, taken from there back to England or yep. whatever? Oh. Yep. Wow. That's cool. Yeah. Isn't it? How so, hopeful. So when the pilgrims landed on Plymouth Rock... Squanto was like, I know these fuckers. Let me talk to them. Okay. Let me try and keep the peace. So he worked as like a translator and a go-between and kind of an ambassador between the indigenous people of the area and the English settlers. So they did. So parts of the story are true, right? Like he did try and keep the peace. They did teach the settlers how to survive. Over half of the settlers, colonizers, I'm using air quotes for this. <laughs> you can't see. Um... Over half of them died the first winter, right? So all of them would have died had it not been for the help of the people who lived in the area to begin with. Um, you know, the people who had been living there. Right. For a long time. Right. Years. That so It's impossible to discover something that people already, already use. Yeah. <laughs> it's dumb. But when was England discovered? Well, obviously when the Romans came over. Right. No one lived there before? Yeah, I mean, it was cold. Yep. Very cold. So uh, the story that we tell ourselves in school is in 1621. That we tell ourselves? You mean that the <laughs> teachers tell us? Well, that we as a society oh, tell okay. ourselves. Oh, okay. I'm like, I didn't tell myself that story. It was taught to me. Calm By down. colonizers. Not all colonizers, Melissa. Not all colonizers. So hashtag, this- hashtag not all colonizers. Oh. <laughs> So the story that we that we're told, right, is that it's in 1621. Uh, it's a three day feast that occurs between the early colonizers and the WAP WEMP. <laughs> fucking Christ. I'm it's OK. You can do it. You can do it. You can do this. We have to get through this episode. We're already almost at an hour. Oh, God. Wampanoag. Yeah. Go so that. good. <laughs> OK. So, um, you know, there are, there are reports of, like, what was served at this, like, in terms of food, because this is a food podcast, so we got to mention the oh, food. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> um, but also, there's um, what we tell ourselves, too, is that it's peaceful. <laughs> Amy's the only one laughing. She's broken. I don't know what's... She has, it's, she broken. <laughs> it's really bad when... The person that brings the majority of the knowledge to this podcast can't keep it together <laughs> because then we have nothing. Do we need to take a break? Yes. <laughs> May start giggling again immediately. All right. Where were we? <laughs> okay. 1621. Yes. Composed and professional. Yes. Yes. So we're told that this is like a very peaceful gathering. Right. right? In actuality, it's actually really, really tense. So for the last year, these two groups have lived so alongside each not other. not unlike everyone else's Thanksgiving today. Yes. I mean, really. Yes. <laughs> um, I was going to say less racist racism, but there's probably no. still quite a bit of racism. Yeah. <laughs> Just... Just not against, you know, Native the Americans peop- because there's barely any that still exist. Yes. Well, and not necessarily about against the people that like and, you're sitting across the and, table and, from. And it's- white people love uh, talking about Native American mysticism and how they're part Native American. So, yes. Which might be its own form of racism, really. Yeah. Because mm. that probably just means your ancestors raped somebody. 
Yeah, but also most of like. Uh, anyways, that's a whole other thing. That's it's a whole Italian. other yeah, show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So what actually happened during this day is that uh, the Wampanoag outnumbered the colonizers like two to one. So there were only about fifty settlers who were left. White settlers who were left, and there were ninety. Uh, Native Americans who made a journey, a several day journey to come to this big feast or gathering. And then when they got there, the colonizers were like, you know what? We're going to like show how strong we are, even though we don't have as many people here. We're going to show how strong. So they did like a bunch of military exercises (laughs) and shot their guns off into the air and like like marched in formation. I mean, that sounds like a lot of American men currently. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes and then the Wampanoag were like well let's like play some games so they did like races and like competitive stuff so it was like essentially like a we're stronger than you no sure. we're stronger than you so very tense was just thing. measuring their wieners yeah and nobody had a Maserati so <laughs> it was like fuck what are we gonna do no yep. one had a 100 foot yacht yeah no. nope unless you count the Mayflower <laughs> no um, <laughs> that was dismissed yep. immediately. Um, this feast was not at any point ever called Thanksgiving. There were no prayers of Thanksgiving. I'm doing air quotes for those of you who cannot yeah. see me, which so is it, everyone. It wasn't like about being grateful and stuff. No, it was about like who had the biggest Wong, like you were saying. Like the who- biggest Wong. Wong. <laughs> Wang? Wang. Dong? Yeah, she combined Wang and Dong. I, I do it. that a lot. <laughs> oh my god! I combine words. I'm sorry. The biggest Wong. <laughs> I love it so much. So much. Yeah, you it's... are a fucking treasure. All right. <laughs> Thank okay, god. so they were comparing their Wongs. <laughs> so, um, there were actually earlier dates that exist too of feasts that have similar natures. Um, in 1619 in Virginia. Uh, There's a very similar premise to this um, where the settlers had come in completely fucked up trying to survive and then the native people had taken pity upon them, helped them make it through a winter, helped them grow crops, and then they had an end of the year harvest like dinner or festival together. Now, there's like two different cultures coming together, obviously, right? In England at this time, it was very common to have an end of the year like harvest festival as we talked about during our halloween episode Mm -hmm. um and then in the quote-unquote new world in what is known as north america it was also very common to have an end of the year harvest festival too it's just like a practical thing to do sure yeah a bunch of that food will not last through the winter i feel like like every culture has some sort of seasons changing right change gears and that sort of thing so this kind of like evolved out of practicality not like out of this like feel good thing there's even um an earlier date of 1565 in florida at a settlement there between the spanish and the Siloy people um where they had a big gathering at the end of like a harvest time to meet and eat um, the first time that the term Thanksgiving is used in the New World is actually in a really horrible circumstance Great. and context. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Just two years after what we commonly refer to as like the Plymouth Thanksgiving uh, in 1623, the Massachusetts colony governor, John Winthrop, declared a day of, quote, Thanksgiving to celebrate colonial soldiers who had just slaughtered 700 Paco men. 
women and children in what is now Mystic, Connecticut. So, so every time you go and put your quarters in the slot machines, kids, you're oh, oh, I'm like, what are you talking? Oh. oh, the pico, yeah, the like yeah. that's the that's like that's fucking wild. Yeah, yeah. So the first time that that term Thanksgiving is used, it's used to essentially celebrate a quote unquote battle victory, which is really the slaughtering just of, like a murder, just a of giant people, a genocide. Murder. Yeah, like. Um, so native retellings of the slaughter point out that men, women, and children were ambushed before dawn while sleeping. Honorable. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then in addition to the 700 who were killed, another 500 were taken as slaves. Nice. That yep. sounds, that, that sounds right. Make America great again. Yes. Like that. That's what they mean. That's what they mean. Exactly. Uh, heads of those murdered were mounted on spikes and adorned the colonial villages. And then the head of the chief was taken to Plymouth, Massachusetts, which is, again, Plymouth Plantation, 1621, just two years earlier. That's our quote unquote Thanksgiving feast, right? Um, his head was put on display there for 24 years. Oh, God. 24 years? Yeah. That's wild. Like, it must be, one, that's fucking horrific. Two, yeah. like, how can you tell? Like, after, like, year one, I feel like all I mean, heads. it's just going to be a skull. Yeah. You just, just know by telling. Yeah. Like, who it is and whatever. Right. So, that is the actual, like, root horrific lovely yes are you gonna tell us how it gets um transformed into this bullshit holiday that we celebrate today amy yes i am um so like i said at end of the season harvest feast was really common practice across all cultures um the english at the time would celebrate this with things like meat and fish pies um it was never considered like a great time of like unity or peace it was always considered a great time of tension like we talked about during the halloween episode like you have this uncertainty going into the cold dark winter of like who will survive how will you survive what is the future of your village um and all this uncertainty like went with the pilgrims to the quote unquote new world too um, back in 1621, so when we were talking about Squanto and that Plymouth Thanksgiving, too, um, like I said, Squanto was appointed by the Massasoit to be the translator to the English colonizers because he had actually been taken prisoner and enslaved um, before the Puritans had ever even arrived. Um, and their traditions are a lot, actually, like the foods that they ate during their end of the year harvest in the New England area is a lot of what we think of as like modern Thanksgiving foods. So cranberries, as you mentioned earlier, like cranberry bogs are, are like naturally occurring phenomenon in, in the New England area, specifically in, in Massachusetts and Connecticut. Um, and then things like uh, squash and stuff like that. So like those foods would have been probably commonplace hunting of like turkeys or wild mm-hmm. birds venison all those kinds of things so all of these different cultures had these different traditions that were kind of merging together so when the colonizers sat down and quote unquote broke bread even though it was probably not bread um (laughs) with with the native people it wasn't out of like this idea of unity or peace it was just like it was what was done Mm -hmm. it was Mm -hmm. probably out of like somewhat obligation too yeah like they Mm -hmm. taught us how to grow this shit like i guess we should probably have them over for dinner. Yeah. Like, and, and it's funny, too, because, you know, it's like when you have your coworkers over, but you don't like really want to. Yeah. But it's like the thing like that you really do. just like saying my pant- like comfy pants and just, yeah, you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds way better. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, it's funny you say this too because there's actual no evidence that the colonizers invited the native people to come feast with them. Like all the first hand accounts that survived from that time just says that they showed up. Wait, are, is, there's no uh, television documentaries there's, yeah, there's that no have survived? documentary proof. Nope. Nope. They should have had a podcast. I know. There. I, I mean, like, they sure. really definitely yep. should have been podcasting it. Yes. Or like live streaming it. Yes. Live. Yeah. Yes. Twitch. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. Um, so there's two first-hand accounts that survived from this time. One is from William Bradford's, and he wrote On Plymouth Plantation, which is taught in most schools. And then there's also Edward Winslow, and he wrote Mort's Relations. Um, and then Winslow's account says, uh, our harvest being gotten in, our governor sent four men on fowling. That means like hunting for birds. Uh, so that we may, after a special manner, rejoice together after we had gathered the fruits of our labors. They four in one day killed as much fowl as with little help beside served the company almost a week, at which time, amongst other recreations, we exercised our arms. So he's saying, like, we went hunting together and then we, like, showed off our guns. Right, right. Like, he's saying all the the stuff that I mentioned earlier, right? He, through both of these accounts, they say that they just showed up. Like, they did not send an invitation or an envoy. They did not invite them to come and feast with them they just showed up and like i said they they had to travel like several days that seems weird that they would travel several days without some sort of invitation so my theory my i guess educated theory well you're the only one here with a master's degree so (laughs) (laughs) um you know squanto's like charge is kind of keeping the peace between these two it's very tense at this time so my guess is that they showed up like one to like it's about to be winter, right? It's yeah, about to, to be on, the uncertain check them. to check in on them yeah. um, as one. It might have been, you know, from like a, a place of concern, but also just like concern for themselves as well. If there's a group of people that decide to like camp out. You know, a day's trip from you or two days trip from you, you want to kind of know what they're right. doing. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um, Especially if you're not 100% sure if they're trustworthy or not. Right. <clears throat> um, so that that's kind of like my guess is that they like they knew that the harvest would probably be being reaped around this time and they wanted to just one, make sure that they were like doing everything that they needed to do to prepare for winter and mm-hmm. then two, like continue to be like, hey, we're here. We're here to like support you. Like, you know, let's be nice. Let's be friends. Like as like a like a peacekeeping kind yeah. of tactic, like to stay in constant contact with one right. another as much. I wonder as you how could. long it had been since the last <coughs> time they had all gotten together. You know, like do they do they like have you know Sunday night football parties and like <laughs> they had missed a couple of them because there were other things to do and so like we should really you know yeah yeah we really should go and hang out with those guys. Yep, it's been a while. Yeah, the heavy sigh and all. Right, exactly. Or was it like, do you think they're all dead? We should probably go see. (laughs) We should go see if they've died yet. Yeah, (laughs) have they died yet? Yeah. I mean, we hope they died. We should. It would have been way better for them if they had. Oh yeah, no. If they've died, we can take all their. (laughs) We can have all their stuff. Exactly. Like that. We can take all that food that we helped them cultivate and grow. there was definitely some thought process going on here. Yeah. So. Um, I just think it's interesting that, like, I feel like sending a convoy to, like, invite a tribe to come feast with pleasant. you would have been something to, like, make note of. Yeah. Right. In jur- yeah. In and journal. would have been, like, 
the cool thing well, to and do. Well, that's like yeah. a big gesture. Yeah. Right. Sending exactly. Someone like, out. please come yeah. and break bread with, or have snacks with us. You know, yeah. like come and have snacks. <laughs> yeah. <with us. laughs> I'll make some snacks. I'll some make, snacks. I'll make some tasty snacks. Yeah. It'll be yeah. great. So throughout this this like time period, as I said, the first time that we use the term Thanksgiving is when the governor of Massachusetts. I'm so grossed out by that. I'm yeah. So grossed out by that. Yeah. That's says awful. let's like have a day of Thanksgiving. So it's like a day of prayer that like we weren't the ones on the other end of the guns because we didn't get ambushed. Right. Yeah. While we were sleeping. While we were sleeping. While we were sleeping. With Victory. Yeah. Yes. Really fucked up. Um. So there. I mean, that's war, right? Yeah. There's always that one dude that's like, that's war. Yeah. So, which they weren't at. Yeah. No, yeah, they I weren't. Agree. I'm not. <laughs> Kate said that with such ferocity. <laughs> like, I hate those dudes. Like, I'm sorry. That's I was, I at, like, no. I was actually like, yeah, that's just what you do in war. Kate, God. And she was like, fuck you. Like, no. Kate, I know. I agree. I know. We're all on the same side. I agree. We're, we're on the cool. same page. We're all, we're all on the same I'm same just doing a bit. I'm just doing a bit. a bit. My whole life is just a bit, guys. You should know that already. Uh, true. Uh, <laughs> harsh. So the term Thanksgiving is used repeatedly from that point forward in in the quote unquote new world um, as we continue to colonize the continent. Um, so it's most notably used once we get into the war for independence um, from Great Britain. So in 1777. Oh, so treason. Yes. That part? The treasony part? The treasony part. Where we commit treason? <laughs> yes. Okay, that part. cool. Um, so Congress declares the first national Thanksgiving. So this is the the um, the Congress that's set up by the colonies. We aren't uh, like a fully formed nation yet. The con- the um, Constitution hasn't been written yet, right? Um, and this is the winter that George Washington spends at Valley Forge. So I don't know if you guys know anything. Kate looks real excited I'm right just- now. I'm trying real hard. I'm from Melissa. It's Melissa's birthday, so I'm to not say Hamilton. Yeah, I'm keeping it in. George Washington. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Amy doesn't care that it's. My I birthday. don't <laughs> care. I don't. Um, there's a whole song about Valley Forge. Yeah. Yeah. I assume that's what she was singing yeah. in her head when she was yeah. trying not to. Yep. Yeah. Although uh, she's failed by even bringing it up. I know. There's a line in it which perfectly exemplifies the situation. Where Hamilton writes back to Congress saying, we have resorted to heating, eating our damn horses. Um, so they, like, the troops were s- literally starving to death in this fort. They had no supplies. Um, Congress had promised, like, a slew of supplies to come in and and money. And then the money that we issued during the War for Independence, like, no merchants would take it. Because they're like, what if you guys fail? Like, right. what I need lose? that British money. Yeah. Like, you can't pay me in this. So the forces were just like dying um, and Washington eventually is able to like rally his troops. One of the ways he's able to rally his troops is to declare a national day of Thanksgiving for his troops. So it's like a dare of sol- a day of solemn prayer and to be thankful of like how far they've come so far. So Thanksgiving is always used in relation to like war or battle or surviving something that seems like unsurvivable right otherwise um in 1780 just a few short years later george washington declares a second uh thanksgiving he declares the last thursday of november to be a day of thanksgiving was it a winter's ball (laughs) i love you kate i love you (laughs) 
Um, no. Well, yes, actually. <laughs> no, wait, yes. <laughs> it's when the French, when Lafayette oh. uh, comes. We're all just like yeah. coding no, Hamilton fine. lyrics back and it's forth fine. to each other, except for Melissa, who's sitting with a look of disdain upon it's her face. It's been like a month. <laughs> yeah, we record once a month. Touche. I mean- <laughs> Touche. Okay, so uh, in 1780 at a winter's ball. <laughs> we need to get through this episode. George Washington declares last Thursday of November to be a day of Thanksgiving. And this is like a turning point in the American Revolution. It's when the French finally say, you know what? We'll fucking help you as long as you sign a treaty with us to right. help us in the future, which we back out of and fuck them over. But that's a different story. <clears throat> um, that's lame as. We're leaving that here. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that I've seen. So- <laughs> So this day, this day of Thanksgiving, like I said, always a day of solemn prayer, always in relation to some sort of battle or war. So fast forward a little bit to the 1840s. Um, a woman's magazine comes out called uh, Goodies Ladies Book. And it's written by Sarah Josepha Hale. Um, she's the editor of it at the time. And then she happens to come across Winslow's writing of the very quote-unquote first Thanksgiving feast in 1621. And she's kind of like obsessed with this idea of Thanksgiving. So in her lifetime, she hasn't really like seen Thanksgiving like for what it is, is like a celebration of like mass murder and genocide or surviving insurmountable odds. She sees it as just the day of solemn prayer. Like that that one like tidbit is what she latches onto. So when she finds Winslow's writings of the quote unquote first Thanksgiving, she gets really excited and she thinks, hey, my magazine publishes recipes like for women. And this is like one of the first instances too, where, you know, when we talk about other things throughout food history where you have things like Jell-O, right? And, and they like create recipe books to drive demand. This is what she's trying to do in 1840. She's trying to create recipe books um, a, and invent this holiday to drive Oh demand. my gosh, she's like Hallmark. Yes, she's yeah, like amazing. Hallmark. Yeah, no, that's pretty great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so at the time, the holiday was celebrated regionally in just New England. Um, and they thought of it as like a time of breaking bread or like making peace or in a, a day of solemn prayer, right? But she wanted to like make it a national holiday. So she wrote every fucking president who was elected in her lifetime. She wrote 15 presidents. Wow. Which is, like, wild. That- That's more than we have alive currently. Yes. Well, yeah, by a lot. Don't we have, like, four? Mm. Three? I think four. so. But we're electing older and older people, too. That's true. I think five, six. Um, for this one. Why wouldn't we count? What? Yeah. I don't usually count this one. Oh, this one. Yeah. yeah. I thought... <laughs> okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> so... So Hale finds Winslow's writings, right, which are one of the two original source documents from this time, from the 1621 feast. She decides she's going to start inventing Thanksgiving recipes. She's going to start lobbying Congress and writing to the president every single year to try and make them make it an official holiday. And then at the same time, too, in London, they find a copy of William Bradford's journal. So that's the one that like on Plymouth Plantation that's taught in school for us. It had been lost to time until this time in the 1840s. They find it in London. She gets her hands on a copy of it. And then she's just like even more frenzied with this idea. 
Um, and she starts to make a living off of printing all of these recipes, which start to become what we modernly consider Thanksgiving staples. So some of the more notable presidents that she wrote to, Zachary Taylor, um, she wrote to Millard Fillmore, Franklin Pierce, James Buchanan, and then Abraham Lincoln is the last president she writes to. So Abraham Lincoln ends up making it an official holiday. But right before he does... Babe Lincoln, man. Babe Lincoln. <laughs> Babe Lincoln. <clears throat> um, something is brewing out in Minnesota with the Sioux. Um, so in 1851, the U.S. had signed treaties with the Sioux. Um, they traded compensation for large swaths of land in Minnesota. So they said, hey, give us your land and we'll give you a reservation, a nice cozy spot to live in. And then also we'll give you money. Yeah. But, like, um, also, we could just keep our land. It's pretty cozy. Yeah. But that's the, that's what the U.S. government decided to do. This is before Minnesota's a state, too, right? Um, so, at this time, there was something called the Bureau of Indian Affairs. And they were in charge of making sure that the, these treaties were actually carried out so that the Sioux actually got their payout. And this bureau was hugely, hugely problematic. And they ended up just taking all the money for themselves um, or using it to bribe state and local officials into sure secrecy. Um, and then in 1858, Minnesota enters the Union. Now, this is right on the eve of the Civil War in the United States, too. So there's a lot of questions about new states entering the Union, what that means for slavery versus like non-slave owning states. And then also we have this horrible Bureau of Indian Affairs, like trying to control what our our relationships with the tribes and these lands, too. So Chief Little Crow of the Sioux, he ends up visiting Washington, D.C. to attempt to make the government make good on the promises from the 1851 treaty. And he essentially gets laughed out of Washington, D.C. And the government decides to take even more land um, from the Sioux than what was outlined in the treaty. So all the land the Sioux were hunting and fishing on, they took. There's actually um, one of the things that I learned when I lived in Minnesota, one of the first things I learned was like this horrible mass genocide that occurred there of the Sioux. Nice. So, real cool. Um, the Sioux repeatedly made their concerns known, asked for help with food and supplies. Um, Andrew Jackson Merrick at the time, um, who was an official, said, quote, let them eat grass or their own dung. I do not care. Nice. Yeah, real stand-up guy. So, in 1862, 1862 sorry, I combined 1862 with Sioux yeah. in my brain. Yeah, no, uh, The Sioux to the government in action and they end up holding a war council and um they decide to start begin raiding camps and settlements around what have historically been their lands well yes they're starving to death yep they're starving to death so lincoln he has to do something he sends in troops and different historical accounts paint lincoln as like the hero of the situation and other ones paint lincoln as like like we think of him today as like like liberal well for the time but right like yeah he's babe lincoln (laughs) but like also, he's still a colonizer. Yes. Like, his still main concern is furthering America. And unfortunately, the Native Americans or the indigenous peoples are not part of that. Like, they're right. not under his umbrella. So they're not the people he's worried about. Yeah. So at this time, the Civil War is in full force. <clears throat> and... Lincoln can't take any kind of sign that he's weak. Like, he has to quell this, quote-unquote, rebellion immediately. So he sends in a bunch of troops, and he ends up 
killing and capturing a bunch of Sioux. They captured around 400, including many who just surrendered. And when they surrendered, the people who they surrendered to promised them um, that they that no harm would come to them if they sure. surrendered. Sure, sure, sure. Because sure. a lot of them were women and children. Or th- there were people who, like, weren't doing the raiding, right? Like, right. They weren't the warriors. Um. 393 ended up being tried and convicted with no due process. There were accounts of like hundreds of them being tried in a single day. And all 393 were sentenced to death. Yikes, Mike. Yep. Um, so a lot of people in Minnesota and, the, and throughout the United States urged Lincoln to kill them all. Um, but a minister from Wisconsin was able to convince Lincoln to only sentence 38 to death. So Lincoln, again, some like paint Lincoln as the hero and some paint Lincoln as the villain of this time. It goes from 393 people being sentenced to death to only 38 people actually being killed. So still a lot of people died needlessly, but a lot less than could have otherwise died needlessly. Um, And that's in December of 1862. In, uh, 1863, the U.S. Congress expunged all Sioux treaties from the record and took back all reservation lands, ordered the entire tribe to be expelled. And then they even like members of the Minnesota state government offered a bounty of twenty five dollars for a scalp for any Sioux found living in the state. So they put out a bounty on any head of any Native American. So I say all of this because this is all happening as a backdrop in addition to the Civil War to we're now in the year 1863. This is the year that Lincoln finally decides to state a national day of Thanksgiving and make it a federal holiday. So taking that in context with what happened in 1623 and every year since, like a day of Thanksgiving marking a day of, of quote unquote military victory or genocide or mass killing, this is the backdrop to Lincoln declaring right. Thanksgiving a national federal holiday. He says he credits Hale with convincing him to make it a holiday. And he also, um, in his speech uh, declaring it a federal holiday, he says that he hopes that it will bring together the North in the South, that it'll be a day of like unity and peace for the whole country. So he paints this as like a way to say hey like we need to unify as a country even though we're at war like this is this is something we can but all hey, agree on we both hate the natives am <laughs> yes. i right i yep. mean ugh, the worst yep let's murder them <laughs> yep so um something i found really interesting from the 1860s on is that lincoln actually uses thanksgiving as like a propaganda machine to help further um, push northern culture and traditions onto southern states. So, like, the South calls it the war of northern aggression. Um, All of the things that we think of as Thanksgiving staples come from New England cuisine and New England traditions. Um, A lot of that's because of, you know, the history of, of what we say, right? So, like, they pinpointed that feast in 1621, even though that's not the first real first Thanksgiving, right? right? But that's what they say it is. So, once they say, okay, we're celebrating this day to honor our history and our formation as a country, and it's all based on these New England traditions, you better assimilate to these New England northern traditions. So it became kind of like a propaganda machine to make the South, um, I guess, uncomfortable and confer- conform more to. Yeah, it's just like 
Christians wanting to take all of the pagan traditions and turn it into Easter or yep. Halloween. Yep. Or whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yikes. Um, Hale, the woman who ran the Ladies' Journal, she, um, in her appeal to Lincoln, too, she said that the two, like, truest American holidays were the 4th of July and Thanksgiving. Um, I mean, they are truly American. Yeah, they are truly American. But not in the way that we often think of them. So, um... Yeah, that's the horrible, bloody history of Thanksgiving. Um, like I said, a lot of the foods that we, we use uh, to celebrate the holiday, they're northern New England foods mm-hmm. for a reason. Mm-hmm. It was part of a like specific effort by Lincoln um, and then also by Hale to their recipes that she popularized in her magazines. Um, one thing I thought was interesting is that she always thought that uh, chicken pot pie was going to be like the dish for thanksgiving i mean it is delicious it is delicious and i do think of it as like a fall yeah dish. Well, like a hot, comfort yeah hot yeah pie, yeah but i don't think of it as a thanksgiving no, i had it for thanksgiving no. i yeah. will say <coughs> leftover turkey makes a mean oh, for sure. turkey pot mm-hmm. pie so yeah. like all that shit that's left over after thanksgiving yes. all goes into a pie and that's good stuff yes so i kind of see where there's a connection there yeah. sure yeah yeah yeah. i do recommend anyone who wants to celebrate thanksgiving but do so in a way that's more conscious of the horrible bloody history of the day um to research something called cranberry day which is a native american celebration that takes place around the same time and it's a harvesting of cranberries that are grown in new england um and making dishes that are derived from cranberries so like our use of things like cranberry sauce or cranberries as garnishes like that does have ties to to native history right and legend yeah yeah steal shit so yeah and there's a great children's book too about it about cranberry day yeah i think it's called like the legend of cranberry day i may be getting some of that wrong but i'll post it on the blog nice i like that yeah i like that too we just like to have a day where we eat food yes Like, yeah. that's the thing. It's like people like to have an excuse to come together and well, cook food and right. like all and that. Because and because it's a national holiday, a lot of people have the day off. Right. And so there's like. Totally. That. And I'm not saying don't celebrate like a Thanksgiving with your family. Right. But I think like I didn't realize this until I lived out in the Midwest that a lot of indigenous no, people are very uncomfortable. Yeah. I can only imagine. Yeah. And the, it's, there's like a horrible, horrible bloody history associated yeah. with the holiday. It's just, it's hard. I get kind of annoyed when people like around Thanksgiving are like, you're trash if you celebrate. And it's like, you can be completely aware of the situation. But like if your entire family celebrates Thanksgiving, like you're not going to be the person that's like, no, fuck off. I don't want to see my family on this one day that like I have off from work. Right. And you know what I mean? Like, I think just being aware. It's being celebrated in a different context in yeah. a modern society. And and like you said, being aware and acknowledging, like, our problematic history as a country. Well, that's, and that's the thing is, like, I th- and I don't think that there's any harm in trying to share a little bit of knowledge with your, like, no, it wasn't all about filling up a cornucopia with colored Dried gourds and corn (laughs) like it wasn't you know there weren't scarecrows 
made out of corn stalks all over the place. Like it's not. So right. I, I think there's nothing wrong with, you know. Yeah, the problem is they're still we're still teaching in school that it's this happy, amazing thing where people yeah. came together, and that's not what it is. That's something I struggle with as a parent too. Is like, how do I, how do I broach the very complicated, unsavory history of our country, like in an age-appropriate well, way? Well, especially when they're going to come home from school because they're getting into being school age and. Mm-hmm. Um, your older just started preschool or started kindergarten 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 so eventually they're gonna come home they're gonna be like oh i learned all about thanksgiving today yeah and then you have to kind of be like okay well here's a little bit more of what maybe happened and maybe where it comes from so let's not just be like yay thanksgiving everybody loves each other like no we murdered a bunch of people yeah it's pretty horrific yeah um got yeah because you i mean how do you tell a first grader well, I think, but I, I think that's the nature of school. Like, I think the first grade message is always going to be like, let's talk about what we do now. Like, you know, yes, oh, for sure. We're going to like trace talk- our hand and make it into a turkey. Oh, no, and that's and we're gonna, fine. You know, <laughs> I'm talking more yeah. about like when they ta- start teaching the history right, 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 right. of so Thanksgiving. I would not, like to yeah. believe that, you know, you would be able to impart the like, well, we're going to read the Cranberry Day book. Yeah. And then we're going to talk about, you know, we're going to go to the, you know, National History Museum and talk about like the the reality of some of this. Yeah. Stuff. Like when the kids are appropriately. Older. Yeah. Yeah. Aged. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, I you even... just fill your head full of shit all through school. So I know I think that's a co- constant bo- battle to. Well, then that, but I mean, I guess the other choice is like, just homeschool your kids. Oh, don't you know. do that. <laughs> yeah. They need socialization. They'll be perfectly well adjusted. I mean, yeah. some, sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the younger one, no. He, he needs to go to school. Yep. Yep. <laughs> he does. He does. <laughs> Amy, that brain. was, so I'm always impressed by the, uh, information that oh, like, yeah. i learn like because i i always think i'm like pretty well oh yeah i i, 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 know I understand some things or i you know i get it but like i'm always like also taken aback by how gross we are um <laughs> guys i just want to say as a virgo <laughs> saying that i saying that i shed some new light on a subject yeah is, i mean that's literally your job on this podcast <laughs> It makes me feel great. I need the praise, Melissa. Yeah, no, it's okay. great. Well, You're great. You're very smart. <laughs> High fives. High fives. You're sure. uh, endlessly filling our heads with the terrible things that our ancestors. Oh, have my done. gosh. Yes. And I like go and I spew it out uh, like uh, like so <laughs> at Thanksgiving Good. this year. It's going to be a boatload of fun. That's great. Yeah. Maybe we can talk about this instead of politics. Uh, I mean, it's current politics. Still, oh, yeah, I was going like, to say it's you know, still politics. No, no, no. Yeah. But uh, like this is gonna be equally as just make everybody listen to our podcast the, uh, oh, yeah <laughs> yeah hi mom this one in particular might be a bit of a mess <laughs> sorry <laughs> it's not just you uh, <laughs> we reeled it in i think it's fine yeah we took a break yeah. we did take a break all right yeah no that was great yes uh um, thank you yeah obviously all that stuff will be up on the blog 
so much stuff so much stuff pictures all that jazz yeah there were there were research photos i didn't mention any of them so all of you listeners will get to see them oh fun yeah oh yeah that's right there's the one that i was i almost upload uploaded upload 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 what happened oh i opened edge no one wants that (laughs) yeah they're mostly paintings yeah, because, I mean, except for this, there's one. no documentary film crews back <laughs> Except then. for this one. I don't know if you know oh, that. Oh, that one's from me. It's of men dumping out cider <laughs> during Bastards. Prohibition. What is this? How Thanksgiving Breakdown. Plate by state. The most popular and oh, unique yeah, Thanksgiving food traditions. What's New Hampshire? It It's blueberry pie. Doesn't make any sense. Well, blueberry yeah, pie? Yeah, that's wild. And Maine looks like some sort of pot pie? Yeah, I don't know. I bet it's lobster pot pie. But the, I've seen different iterations of a chart like chicken, that. Chicken pot pie. Hmm. Yeah. I'd, I don't fully trust that because that's based by what Pillsbury recipe searches Texas by state or something. Texas chicken spaghetti. Ooh. The fuck Ooh. does that mean? <laughs> I don't fucking know. What are you doing in Texas, guys? Buffalo chicken dip sugar cookie. What the Wait, fuck? is that all one thing? No, no, no. Oh. Uh, oh. Those are different states. <laughs> oh, sausage balls. <laughs> Alabama. Mm. Oh, they're such delicious balls. They're very firm. <laughs> so firm. So sweaty. I'm so sweaty. I'm surprised by how salty they are. <laughs> all right. All right. Uh, I think that's all we got, right? Yes. Yeah, we're all very tired. So yes. we're going to leave. Sleep. So, yeah. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Drunk Dish. For recipes and more, please visit DrunkDish.com. If you like what you hear, subscribe and leave a review on iTunes or Apple Music. You can also follow us on Twitter at DrunkDishPod and Instagram at DrunkDish. And again, thanks for listening.